Hi everyone, welcome back to the DJ's Aviation Podcast. This is now the third time I've tried to record this podcast. It really has not been going well, to say the least. I find it hard to record podcasts when not I necessarily feel forced, but where I feel like I'm trying to center it around a topic that is so spur of the moment and isn't pre-planned out. And I feel like I go off on tangents and then it becomes a very, very unpleasant experience for myself and something I'm not very proud of. So yeah, this is my third uh, time recording it. We're going to keep it pretty simple. I've got a couple of points, and actually, I'm on a time constraint. At the moment, it is 12.39pm on Saturday the 19th of June, so I believe this will be going out the same day as it is being recorded, something ideally I don't usually like to do. In fact, I usually prefer to get it recorded, say, on the Tuesday or Wednesday, and then um, release it on the coming weekend. Um, however, life has been very, very stressful. There's been a hell of a lot going on. Um, so the the availability to be able to record a podcast has not necessarily been there. The reason I'm on a time constraint is uh, I've got some builders coming in to fix something up in the flat. A couple months ago, I actually had a leak, which is not the first time I've had a leak. Um, that was not my own doings. Uh, back in, I think it was now September of 2019. So we're looking at quite a while ago when I just moved in. Um, a pipe burst in the shower unit in the flat above and uh, the leak came into my bedroom. I remember waking up um, to rain and I was like, why on earth is it raining? It luckily wasn't landing on me, but you know, I was like, why is it raining? It's sunny outside. And my head was like so confused for a second. Um, But no, the ceiling was leaking around all the lights. Um, And basically because of the incompetence of people picking a specific contractor because they were too tight with money, the mold sat there and i'm sorry for the details but the the leak and mold sat there for two months which means i had to deal with a stinking room and then finally it was fixed uh and none other than my birthday week which meant i spent it in a really really dodgy hotel unable to work for basically a week they ripped out the entire ceiling um so i was a bit concerned a couple months ago as you can probably imagine when uh, there was a leak in my bathroom Thankfully, though, uh, we managed to stop the source of the problem very, very quickly. In fact, I think it was only 12 hours. But when I say it was a couple months ago, it was genuinely a couple of months ago before. Well, it was a couple of months ago when that thing happened. Uh, but the damage is not that severe. But yeah, a builder is coming in to fix up that. So hopefully that doesn't take too long. Not planning on doing any videos today. I did three yesterday across all my channels, and that's what I wanted to actually mention, that DJ's Transport, if I quickly go on a browser, I believe it's hit, has hit 7,000, let's see, pretty disappointing, oh my god, I knew that was going to happen, <laughs> I can, uh, that's pretty disappointing, I knew that was going to happen, it's actually on 6,999, so if you're listening to this and haven't uh, subscribed to the check in, second channel, feel free to do so, I wonder by the end of this podcast recording if we'll have hit 7,000 subscribers, but yeah, we also hit 4,000 hours of watch time, which is obviously a big, uh, a big milestone when it comes to achieving monetization uh, monetization pardon me and getting some ads on the um on the channel because at the moment it's just been you know just been uploading there's been no sort of a monetary thing from it I've, I've actually really been enjoying just publishing content on there every sort of second day or every three days and and not having the pressure and kind of doing it when i want and i mean some people have been enjoying it, i'd like to say some videos of course do better than others but i'd like to say that for the most part people do very much enjoy the content um, and, and it's been nice. Um, I'm approaching my sixth anniversary on YouTube. It will be next month on... Oh, I'm really testing my uh, memory here. Because I feel like it is uh, the 15th of July, 2015. So we're looking at now like six years on the platform. And that is absolutely outstanding. 
I'm pretty proud of myself for that. Um, I did not think for a, an absolute second that I would make it six years on the platform. I mean, if anyone knew I was going to quit, uh, when was it? If anything, I could probably look at my YouTube channel and have a look when I was going to quit. But I think I was going to quit at around about the end of 2017 um, because I was, I was, I lost, I lost basically all interest and um, in in what I was doing, and that was sort of your plane spotting and all that kind of jazz. I basically just lost the joy of that, I the fun of uploading, and I obviously at that point I believe had packed up my model airport. Um, which a lot of people always ask me about. They're like, where is it? We love the updates. And I'll just be like, well, um, I did enjoy doing that, but model prices, the inflation in the market was absolutely pathetic. I mean, you're looking at a price rise of some new models of $50. Um, I don't know about you, but as someone who, well, especially now, because I am renting a flat and I have bills to pay, but when you cross 18, you naturally have more bills to pay. And um, I don't know about you, but forking out $100 plus for a model if it's a brand new one, um, and as hard as it sounds to just have it sit there is not necessarily practical. Um, and of course, the space my model airport, some people probably may not realize, but the space my model airport took up in my uh, bedroom was absolutely insane. That thing was two plus meters in length and basically took up the width of half the room, which meant my actual working space was very, very small. And I know when I say, oh, I only had one monitor, people will be like, well, one monitor is better than your laptop screen. But at the end of 2017 was actually when I shifted my content. Basically, I was moments away from quitting and then I was like, oh, this would be cool. Actually, I'm not too sure what the first video I did was where I sort of changed my style. Um, I'd probably have to go back on the channel and I'm actually scrolling back now. But like there's 1,800 or something videos there. So I don't I feel like it's going to be pretty difficult to find the source of where it all started. Um, I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a year now back and I'm still <laughs> scrolling. There's a lot of videos on the channel, so let's just put it that way. I do find one thing I do find quite interesting is the difference between pre-pandemic and um, uh, pre-pandemic and then now, and that's something I found really, really interesting with regards to uh, viewership. And I guess the major difference, even honestly, even when it comes to um, people beginning flying again in America, that was something I noticed. Uh, the channel was v it was very very hard on the channel for a very long time. Uh, I think, as you can probably imagine, when this is my job, um, it, it becomes quite difficult uh, when you deal with this sort of thing. If that makes sense, when you deal with a pandemic, uh, there's not much going on. Um, so, for like managing to get content and uh, content out, pardon me, every single day is is near on impossible. Um, and I was still doing that, and it got to the point, and I was like, well. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. And I would try so many different things and, and it would, you know, it just wouldn't work. Um, and it was really getting to that point of like, well, what the hell am I going to do? And when I have to like somehow quit or am I going to do this just once a week as a, and then go find a job? I was already literally looking at applying at supermarkets. That's, that's how bad it sort of was getting. And I noticed when people started flying again in America, things sort of started to change. I'd argue that um, while we certainly have our days where it's not as good, and I would say that probably um, the viewership is definitely down, I would argue that it's gotten a little bit better, if you know what I mean. Like, there's definitely more peaks than there are downs. Um, but I am scrolling through all the videos, and, and it's just very interesting to I, I to reminisce and look at sort of certain videos that were done, say, during the, the Paris Air Show, and I've got, like, the Paris Air Show recaps. Uh, launch updates, 777... Oh, look at this. <laughs> Literally... I mean, like I said, this podcast is so random, but 
I'm literally looking at my channel right now and I've got a video of 777X delivery slips to 2021. Well, let me say that again. 777X delivery slips to 2021. Now, if you're listening to this and you're not a huge fan of aviation, maybe you've just stumbled across it because you find the podcasts interesting that aren't about planes. The 777X is an up-and-coming aircraft. Um, quite a big one, if uh, that was like, going to help explain it to you at all. Um, it was originally set to fly for the very first time with passengers on board in 2020. Uh, and then it got obviously pushed back to 2021. And now we're looking at 2024, which is quite a delay. Um, it's not uncommon for air- new aircraft to have delays when it comes to certification, but the 777X one has been, well, to say the least, quite full on. And it's just funny to see this video here of the delaying slipping to potentially 2021 before we had any of the G7X, uh, G9X, pardon me, is- engine issues. And we had, I get so confused with the naming sometimes. There's so many different names and I'm like, the combinations do my head in. But yeah, it's just funny. I'm even looking at like Boeing and MA updates and you know how that turned out. That's basically, we have absolutely nothing at this point. But this was at a period of time where all this stuff with the 737 MAX wasn't as heavy. Like we were only just beginning all the uh, problems, if you will. There we go. So it's very interesting, even like Project Sunrise news. Um, Yeah. Anyway, I'm approaching two years ago now. We're just past two years. So I'm going to have to keep scrolling down and pray that I can find where it all started because if it doesn't, that's that's just an absolute disaster. From memory, I felt like it was something to do with China Southern or a, a volcano eruption. Um, but like I said, that really came about because I was moments away from quitting, like generally about to quit. Um, and the only reason why I wanted to try something different was because I didn't want to like lose that thing I enjoyed so much because I did enjoy uploading. I did enjoy having something to do. Being someone who doesn't go to parties and all that jazz, it was kind of like my escape of I get to work on something. Um, And subsequently, that's also why the model airport had to go because as this content started to do well, um, it became near on like, how do I put it? Impossible to work in such a small confined space. And like I said, that's when I ended up upgrading the setup back in Australia. I'm still scrolling, by the way, so I hope you're just enjoying me rambling and venting because we haven't even got to any of the points and we're already at 12.49pm. And the reason I kept bringing up the time is because I have to go get my first dose of the uh, coronavirus vaccine, which I'd never thought I was going to get. And you, I may have heard me like, when I say never thought I was going to get, doesn't mean I was going to refuse it. But uh, it, it's kind of like I never thought that I would... Um, be able to get it because I am 20 years old and I am healthy and I am moving back to Australia next month. So it's kind of like I didn't think I was going to get the vaccine here and then how the hell am I going to get it? So basically, I'm getting the first dose in less than an hour um, and the second dose I may potentially be able to get before I leave, but most likely I'm going to have to get it, it right back when I'm in Australia and I get out of hotel quarantine because that is very fun. I am actually in hotel quarantine for, well... 14 um 14 days so i'm not looking forward to that i don't know how i'm going to do work i'm not gonna lie i am panicking i was already looking at options to potentially uh get some either paid writers or voluntary if someone wants to volunteer and write scripts for me because that would help absolutely tenfold in that um because as you probably can imagine i'm not just spending 14 days in hotel quarantine i'm also moving out of the country so there's a lot of stuff involved in that and trying to find the time for work packing up a setup I've got to do a lot of pre-planning because I don't want the channel to go stale. Um, If you know how YouTube, the YouTube climate works, um, people will not come back if you take a month off or something like that. So I've got to start pre-planning similar to what I did when I moved here. 
Um, also, the good news is I feel like I'm pretty close to um, finding the videos where I started. Actually, I think I've just found it now. Was it the boom? No, actually, hang on. Here it is. It was the... No, never mind. That was a video that blew me up, sort of. The Airbus A380 in the aviation industry. God, these videos are so crap as well. Uh, I'm just looking. Yeah, they were, they're not good. Okay, the first one was Mount... It was a, a mountain erupting, and then I did China Southern to leave the Sky Team. Then I did... Wow. 24,000 views on a video unboxing of a model aircraft. Christ. I'm not... I'm just as a thing. I haven't gone back to have a look at the views on my channel in a very, very long time. I usually don't like focus on them. I just upload it and then I usually don't even look at how they're performing because it, it doesn't affect me. I've done like 797. Um, yeah. So that's probably where I started about three years ago and then continued with it. And it's been that ever since, which I've always just found really interesting and I've loved doing it. Um, but like I said, I have noticed the changes in the, the pandemic and how that then therefore impacts the channel and so forth. And uh, it, it's all very, very interesting. Um, like I said, that, I'm going to tick that off now. I've, I've discussed that enough. We're already like, what, uh, 13 minutes in. So I've discussed that enough now. But I am getting vaccinated in an hour. So I'll have to provide updates on that in the next podcast. Because I know some people have side effects and all that jazz. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see on that front. This is this podcast is not going to be totally personal uh, crap that you're probably not interested in. I am actually going to talk about now about the 737 MAX. I guess... I don't want to make the podcast fully aviation because I feel like you can just go to the YouTube channel for that. Um, but I am happy to like sort of go into certain specific one topic for the entirety of the podcast. We have the 737 MAX 200 with Ryanair, which, oh my God, that has been one of the most annoying things to see take place. Not the delivery, but the past two years. This aircraft, uh, if you were unaware, was meant to actually arrive with Ryanair before the first incident of JT610. This took place in October of 2019. And just to rejig, if anyone's unaware, as I know there may be people listening that were not aware of the 737 MAX incidents, that was when basically a brand new 737 MAX crashed shortly after takeoff. And then uh, about, about five months later, under heavy scrutiny, another 737 MAX that was new, ET302, crashed uh, in Ethiopia. So, yeah, Ryanair were meant to welcome their first 737 MAX prior to that occurring, but they didn't. They didn't welcome it on after JT610, and they did not welcome it on after ET302, because then the aircraft was grounded, um, and we're looking at that grounding all the way going through to 2020, and then bam, the global pandemic coming on, flights being suspended, the need for travel literally being non-existent, um, making it very, very difficult. And sometime, I think, what day was it this week? Maybe Thursday or Wednesday? I can't remember the exact day now. But they did indeed finally welcome on their first 737 MAX 200, which is basically a type made for them. Ryanair, similar to Southwest, basically at the top of the list when you look at 737 operators. That is their core of their operation. So naturally, one day they're going to want to replace those older 737 NGs, and that is what the 737 MAX is there for. And and I wouldn't say that it therefore guarantees buying a customer, but you know for a fact that with the 737 MAX offering to Ryanair, they were almost always going to order the type, and, and that's a maybe even a stronger business case for Boeing to have launched the MAX when they have such key customers that want the new aircraft. The 737 MAX, for all the flaws it's had when it comes to the technical side, on the surface does 
have improvements all over its older generation of aircraft, which is why, of course, Ryanair are bringing that on. They already discussed that in their press release. They talked about how the 737 MAX 200 has 4% more capacity. I think the capacity is something along the lines of um, 198 or something. I mean, uh, forgive me, I was discussing a... um. Uh, the 737 MAX 10 yesterday. So I'm trying to remember that number crossed with the A321 Neo, which I was in comparison to. So it's all a bit confusing, but I believe it's around the 200 mark, which is something like maybe 11 or 12 or 15 uh, more seats over what they currently have. On top of that, there's better economics, uh, CO2 emissions and all that jazz on the MAX. So it'll definitely be interesting to see, interesting part in me, to see the Ryanair 737 MAX flying finally. But what I think is one of the, the biggest takeaway points is really their adjusted expectation on delivery. Ryanair, uh, if you looked back in maybe March or April, if you've been following the channel and, and actively, like let's say, watching the videos, or maybe you may be watching other channels, or you may be reading articles, or you may just be simply on Twitter, they always had the expectation that they were going to welcome in about 50 aircraft this coming summer, but we're talking about this taking place in March and April. And unfortunately, that has not been the case. They're only welcoming in their first, basically, let's say the 20th of June, the first ones arrived. Um, their adjusted expectations actually see them welcoming in 50 by the summer season of 2022, which is in another 12 months, which I find personally really interesting to see how, how massively their expectations have been adjusted. I would say they're not happy with that, considering they wanted this aircraft two years ago, you know. I think it's pretty safe to say that the fact they can't welcome that in, uh, you know, really says a lot, um, which I found I find annoying for them, especially when Ryanair have such an expansive network. We saw them launch 26 new destinations throughout Europe for this coming summer season. Of course, this is very heavily going to be permitting the supposed third wave of coronavirus infections and, and border control. And if you're talking out of the UK, we're looking at the traffic light system, which has been an absolute shambles. I'm not going to turn this podcast into the traffic light system, but let's just say none of it makes any sense. And I think if you're watching from the UK uh, or maybe you're in the aviation industry or in the tourism industry, you will know that the green light, red light, amber light makes no sense with the data that is being provided. It seems like it's a never ending spell to make sure we can never travel again. Um, I went to Portugal at the end of May when it was green, green lit and I mean people have already made very very valid points and that is the only reason it was probably green lit was for the champions league final so fans could go and that's where i that's the only reason i went to portugal was for a football final or soccer final if you're watching um from america and other locations um the only reason i went there and then a week later it got pulled off the green list and is now amber um so it's just it's all very very interesting with regards to that um, so yeah, like I said, they had launched so many different routes and, and the Max was going to probably fly on those and, and that hasn't necessarily, I guess you could say, eventuated to maybe how they wanted. Um, sticking with the 737 Max, I did want to briefly touch on the 737 Max 10 because it has been quite a hell of a week for the 737 Max and I'm not even going to dive into the new issue, if you will, that uh, the FAA have made note of. That will be covered in a video at some point. Um, but the 737 MAX 10 made its first flight yesterday on uh, Friday. That that was covered on the channel as a double upload video. I was, I just was like, oh, why not? I'll upload it, <laughs> see what happens. Yeah, it's pretty, and I mean, it's like, it's that sort of thing of where it's great news for once. We finally have the 737 MAX 10 flying. There's been a lot of uncertainty on when that would actually fly. Um, the certification process for aircraft nowadays is has increased tenfold. I don't want to say that... For every aircraft, it was rushed. I sound like an idiot, pardon me, for saying that. 
seeming we have a look at the max and and the issues now the 787 has encountered and that element of quality control and quality assurance tests that i always bring up um but like i said it was already pretty in-depth and a lot of things still did slip past so you can imagine now the scrutiny around certifying the 737 max 10 one of the main reasons why boeing does not expect this aircraft or this variant pardon me to be flying um until where what is it like 2023 it's not even we're not even looking at an entry into service for next year we're looking at 2023 and i don't think any month has been given so i don't know if that would be q1 or q2 or god forbid q3 and q4 and then we're looking at something like two years of air testing which is something they want to avoid i think they want to get it flying as soon as possible but on top of that they want to recognize that the mistakes they've made and they don't want to rush it out i think the last thing we'd want to see is basically them certify the aircraft themselves and like i've always said basically the 737 max has changed how certification of aircraft is going to happen in the long run triple seven x is your perfect example even the upcoming a321 xlr i know that's not with boeing but at the at its very core core it is the exact same principle the certification process is going to be a lot more heavily scrutinized um and i would say i'm all for it because at the end of the day it's safety is the absolute priority but you know part of me is like this shouldn't need to be happening I always say this, I'm always like, um, and maybe not so much in videos, maybe more so podcasts, I'll always say that, you know, it's great that they're putting a lot more time and effort into the certification process, I think it's great, like I just said before, that you're making sure safety is number one priority, but why did it take 300 plus deaths on a brand new aircraft and constant flaws for now that to happen, and, and that's where I guess my gripe stands because for so long it, it didn't seem like it was an issue and maybe aircraft manufacturers were getting away with rushing things and it had been they'd rode their luck for so long that then the pin almost fell out if you will or the screw fell out a screw went loose and then we saw what happened with jt610 and et302 i don't know i can't say that but based on all issues we've seen with other aircraft it certainly wouldn't surprise me if there's been a lot of elements of rushing and at the same time i think we can all say we're guilty of something like that at some point you can use homework as a perfect example i'm sure a lot of you listening will potentially be in school or maybe you're working full-time and the thing is right if you excuse the text that's my dad texting me from australia he must have seen that i'm awake anyway (laughs) as i was saying um i'm sure a lot of you listening are in school probably a lot of you are working I think we would all be probably lying to ourselves if we said at some point we didn't rush something, whether it be homework. Let's say you got that exam. I, I've done this so many times. Let's say you got that exam and you forgot to study and it's the exam starts in, well, I don't know, four hours and you're like, crap. And at 6am you wake up and eat your breakfast and are reading through 50 pages of text and you're like, this isn't going to go in. And you go into the exam unprepared. Maybe you're working and I don't know, as an example, I mean, it's happened to me there's been something I've needed to do and I've literally had an hour to do it. I'm like, how the hell am I going to finish this in an hour? And I'm going to admit that I've had to rush things and maybe then a a mistake has slipped through because naturally, if you are rushing, mistakes are going to creep in or the quality of the work is not going to be as good. Now, in some instances, that's okay. Uh, And it's not, I mean, at the end of the day, I'm not going to condone not studying and also not doing your homework. But on the grand scheme of things, you not doing your homework is totally different to missing something on an aircraft where 150 people are flying on it and could potentially die. I think I think when, you know what I mean when I say that. It, it's totally different, but that's just a good analogy to sort of maybe if someone doesn't know too much about aviation, they can understand that 
That's what I'm saying when I mean that. Um, I don't even know where I was with that point, to be honest. I don't know why I started giving off that massive analogy. But like I was saying, the certific- that's what I was on. The certification process is going to be completely different. So, I mean, it's going to be a while before we see the Max 10. As long as it's safe, um, that's the main thing. And I just think that this, this thing of an extended certification process should have never happened because the initial certification process should have been enough. I feel like that's just self-explanatory. I think anyone that doesn't think that, you know, it's just, it's a bit weird <laughs> to say the least. It should have been fine to begin with. This shouldn't have been this rushing. And you know what? God forbid they should have spent more time on it than they should have spent more time on it three years ago, not not now. The, the damage is done. And I know this thing of, oh, you forgive them for the mistakes. And this and this isn't even just related to Boeing. I'm sure Airbus has done the exact same thing. I'm sure Embraer is, but Boeing, of course, are the ones that have seen it happen. And I guess maybe a bit more You've seen that come to light a lot more. Um, we could have, unfortunately, you could have just seen the roles reverse. You could have seen this happen with an A320neo and it would have been the same principle of, well, then why aren't Airbus, you know, doing this and that? Um, so let's just hope the 737 MAX 10 goes smoothly. I am sick to death of covering the 737 MAX in a negative light. A lot of people think that I'm not. It's quite funny. A lot of people think I actually like talking about the 737 MAX. Well, podcast exclusive, I absolutely despise and hate every second of it. If you think for an absolute second that when the FAA released some sort of thing of, oh, there's a new problem with the electrical issues or Boeing are like, hey, we've granted 100 aircraft because we have a... I don't like covering that. I get people enjoy hearing about news, but that's not fun. I'd much rather be doing stuff like the 737 MAX 10 first flight. And there will probably people be listening to this podcast that don't believe me because they're like, well, of course you love doing that. You get to make content. The negative news is great. Obviously, unfortunately, it's how it goes, but people do usually watch negative news a little bit more than positive news. That's just how it, I think that's human nature is in a sense of we see something wrong and we watch that. But that doesn't mean I enjoy covering it. I don't like, um, excuse some absolute tool and muppet and clown outside on his motorbike. I don't know what he's trying to achieve. He's probably revving at a red light. What a clown. Do you hear him? You can probably hear him because his microphone is good, but... I live in London, so it's pretty hard to drown out sometimes the noise. And God forbid now it's becoming summer, and what, it's like 30 degrees? I've got to leave. I've like, you can't have a fan, and you can't have the window open, otherwise it provides too much noise. So basically, I've got to swelter during every recording session. Um, anyway, he's gone now, so I can continue with what I was saying. Um, yeah, that's basically that. Um, that whole thing of what I was even talking about, I have no clue. Anyway, um, is there anything else I can talk about? I've got a couple more things that maybe that's like the aviation segment done. Um, we're talking now, well, well, we hit 3,000 members on the Discord server, which once again, I thought I'd reiterate, this disc- this uh, podcast is always recorded live in the Discord server, which means you have the ability to listen in at the time. Also, a fun new feature we have is a public channel, which basically means that this podcast can be broadcasted to the public which I'm sure a lot of people listening... I mean, the other time we had 50 people in, now I think we've got about 26, 27, 28, and we're probably reaching around like 30 mark and 20 to 30. It depends on when I do it. But a lot of these people that are in are not actually part of the server. It's one of those features that Discord, which is like a a, a text-basing thing that they can find a stage channel and listen in, and it can either be someone maybe doing a talent show, maybe doing a, a musical performance or blabbing or recording a podcast and so forth. And I mean, we did it... Well, personally, I did it, pardon me, last week. And I think we welcomed in like 50 new members, which was pretty insane. Um, Albeit a lot of them left after like an hour, which is pretty expected. Um, But yeah, it was a 
It was quite cool. And I think it's one of a, a cool feature that, uh, how do I put it? Discord has implemented, pardon me. That definitely uh, makes it more interesting because I have had a look and I found it quite cool to see different stage channels going on. And I know people that have gone into musical performances and have really, really enjoyed it. That being said, I'm pretty boring. So I have no idea why people are actually listening to this. Anyway, so yeah, we hit 3,000 members. We're actually at 3,150 pretty much now. Um, and yeah, it's been quite fun. Uh, we promoted a couple of people in the staff team. Are there any more updates to that? Uh, not really. I've got to make some sort of new game night. And a lot of people listening will be like, what the hell? I'm not in the Discord server. Uh, basically, in the past, we've held game nights, which is where we'll go on like some sort of quiz um, game. And I'll make a bunch of questions. Usually takes me hours on end to make the questions. And it'll be a thing of we'll get like 30 people into a voice channel and we'll play the game. And sometimes it's a prize. Usually there is a prize, but that was draining out the bank account from the amount of Discord nitros we were giving. So yeah, and also it's pretty time consuming. So I just haven't been able to make that at the moment. That leads me on to um, flat viewings. Oh, do not get me started on this. Um, Naturally, I'm moving out. I'm only renting my flat, which means that viewings are taking place. I can't even begin to explain how annoying it is. I'm I'm all okay with my flat, the flat where I live being viewed, but um, the amount of times I've come back because I have to leave my flat when someone comes to view it. The amount of times I've come back and all the lights are on. I've gone for a day trip, right? I get back at 11 p.m. and then every single light's been on because they've forgotten to turn the lights off. The amount of times I ask them because I have to do something for my work. Uh, and I've had to leave the flat. I'm like, can you please text me when you're done? Do you think I get a response back? No. I'm like, can you please communicate with me? Yeah, sure. We're happy to send you updates. I never hear back. It's expected because it's all about the sell, 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 sell. Let's get someone to take it. They don't They don't care. Um, it's even funny that my flat is basically spotless and I have people telling me off. Get this, right? So you might think I'm going to just lay out like a scenario and I basically in your head, you can think to yourself, is this... Is this fair or logical? I have a flat viewing normally either once a day or once every two days. Sometimes I have multiple flat viewings a day, like one after the other. Now, that's pretty easy to maintain a flat, like as in vacuuming and just not letting it get messy. As for the desk, that's another issue because I am working at my desk. So I have to like, and there's not much storage in this flat. I just thought I'd mention. There's like, no, there's basically no storage. Um, I have literally been told off. I hope you know, I've been told off for having two towels on a designated area in the corner of a room drying because I had to put them in the wash. Now, forgive me for thinking that's a little bit ridiculous and ludicrous. The fact that I got told to put away wet towels when you're coming to view a flat every single day. Now, I don't know about, like, I don't know about, how do I put it? I don't know how to, I just don't think that's fair because what am I meant to do? On the grand scheme of things, what the hell am I meant to do when it comes to that sort of thing? Uh, I can't put wet towels in the drawer. It's going to create mold. I have to air them out. And I've already said this to my parents and so forth. And my girlfriend, I'm like, they're just, they're, they're basically scapegoating. That is what they're doing. They can't find someone to rent the flat because God forbid London prices are too high in the middle of a pandemic. And the only person they can scapegoat, scapegoat instead of taking the blame themselves is me, the tenant. That's how it always goes. If you, I know a lot of people listening are probably quite young, but if you have ever rented a property, you'll know how it goes. The tenant is always to blame. It's always the tenant's fault. You bring something up, no, it's your fault. So it's my fault that they can't sell the flat when it's not my obligation to put away towels because I need to, God forbid, dry them. So I think that's just pretty funny. Absolutely, utterly ridiculous. Um, and that's, that's like pushed my buttons definitely the wrong way, to say the least. Um, 
So yeah, the flat viewings have been going for a month now. Major inconvenience every single day, uh, but no one's taken the flat. So now I'm the one getting blamed because God forbid I have a water bottle out that I was drinking from and I had to quickly leave the flat because God forbid I was recording this podcast and so I had to run outside because they gave me an hour notice for a flat uh, viewing. Utter and complete shambles to say the least. Um, one of the final points is actually university plans. Um, I attended a university open day last weekend, which is pretty cool. I've never done anything like that before. Um, and that was really, really exciting and, and fun uh, to learn more. And I've, I've already spoken to the lecturers and the courses that I'm in, the course that I'm interested in. The universities in London, I just thought I'd let people know. So you might be like, what on earth? You say you're going back to Australia, but now you're saying a London uni. I understand it's, it's hard to follow, but basically I'm leaving next month, July, and I want to come back September 20, sorry, like July 2022 to study for three to four years in a course at university. That's basically the gist of it. Basically, the plan, the most ideal plan is I'm in Australia for a year, saving money, and then I move back here. That's the gist. So I'm trying to get the wheels in motion, and I attended this open day and met the lecturers. One of the, this is, this is very funny. Uh, this is only the final thing, so I will be finishing up very soon. Uh, I know people probably have stuff to do, especially those in the stage channel, so I appreciate those that have been listening in live for the entirety of this and those that may have, have passed through. Um, one of the interesting things was he kept mentioning, because um, I am looking at a journalism course for those that are interested, sports journalism or regular journalism. I'm still, I'm probably leaning towards sport, uh, sport journalism. And uh, one of the funny things was he kept saying, Oh, it's great if you have like a body of work. It's great if you make a YouTube channel. Well, we, we see a lot of people make a YouTube channel while they're at university or they write a blog or, you know, they have a YouTube channel. And I was just like, and one of the funny things as well, he said to us he wanted to do it. Uh, this is the, like the key lecturer and the head of the program. He was like, oh, I want you to do a task. Now, something happens in the world and it was related to sport, but he's like, something happens in the world. I want you to create a three minute presentation, an audio presentation for me. So you can write out some sort of script, get your own knowledge, like you put your own thoughts into it, your own input, put your own backstory knowledge and go with the one main story. I'm like, well, I mean, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, that is sort of what I've been doing for the past three years. Um, so I, I, I've already emailed him and he was like, this is insane, like really, really good job. And I think it pretty that shocked him um, that I, I did send that to him. So I got a, good, got a good response and he was like, all things permitting, we look forward to seeing you. I'm like, that's great. That's pretty exciting. And I was always like, this, this, I really want to do this, this, this course. So I'm going to like, I'm trying to make a, I'm trying to show that I'm keen and, you know, get my foot in the door and they know of me now rather than last minute. So maybe it helps increase my chances. I have been out of school now for three years. So obviously I've always had this concern that because I've been out for three years that maybe I don't really know how to deal with everything, if you know what I mean. Um, as in, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't say like I'm necessary, necessarily vulnerable in a sense, but it's pretty daunting if you've been out of school for th that school environment and then you're going to go back into it. Now, I'm definitely not a mature age student because I'm not like 25, but at the end of the day, there are people that would be going in at 18 and I'm, I'm 21, or I'd be 20, would I be? I think I'd be 21 if, when I'm starting the course. I think that's because it's 2020, yeah. I'd be 21 when I'm going into the course, so it would be something like almost three, four years since I graduated high school. And I've been doing this for that long full time. Pretty cool. Didn't think it would last this long. So yeah, let's hope. I will, of course, continue to provide updates. And I'm, I do enjoy doing this podcast. So I'm sure I will continue the podcast. Well, especially going back to Australia. I have absolutely nothing going for me in Australia. 
I at least have things I enjoy here. There is nothing in Australia I enjoy. So I'll be back to sitting in my room 24-7, either on Discord, playing games, Euro Truck Simulator, and making videos for a full year. It's good. It will help me save money, but it is pretty uh, damaging for the mental health. So I'm sure I will do podcast updates when it comes to the uh, applying for the university and the process and the visa applications. And basically, you can come with me on that and that will have its own little segment. Um, Is there anything else I wanted to talk about in this? Discord server, second channel progress. Well, I mean, actually, that was what I was going to check. Have we hit? Have we hit 7,000 subscribers on the YouTube channel? Yes, we hit 7,000 subscribers on TJ's Transport. I'm very happy about that. Thank you very much to whoever has subscribed, if you've subscribed from the cha- uh, stage channel. that That's a lot better. That's a great way to finish this podcast, because if it was on 6,999 still, I probably would have cried and deleted this podcast. No, but thank you very much if you're listening to this for 7,000 subscribers on the second channel. It is greatly appreciated. Rapidly approaching that 10K, which is just insane to me. Um, even the support on the videos, I'm still very much learning. So I really, really appreciate the support on that. Um, I'm actually going to go away now and I think I can apply for monetization. I have no idea. Actually, let's just have a look while we're here. Might as well, because I'm pretty sure I've hit 4,000 hours. Nope. Apparently, I still have 3,918 public hours. Oh, but if I actually go and have a look, let's have a look, see, shall we? Yep. 4,100 hours. So YouTube just hasn't updated. So I'm sure when I come back, I will, um, go ahead and yeah. I'll go ahead and see if I can apply for monetization, and yeah, it should be really, really fun, and I'm looking forward to continuing to working on the channel in the future. Um, the only other point I had that I haven't really covered is feeling lazy. This has been a re- it's been a really lazy week. I've been so demotivated to do absolutely anything, like even basics of record. I'm writing a script. Script writing can take me like 10 minutes because I feel like I've done it so many times that it'll be like, as an example... Oh, 737 MAX 10 has its first flight. And if you give me that, I could just write 300 words in 10 minutes on the topic with my eyes closed, which is usually what I do. Not, no, not actually with my eyes closed. Don't get the wrong idea. I do keep my eyes open, but it's that principle of everything just comes back to my head. It's the same for if you say, oh, talk about Norwegian. It's like, oh, Norwegian has had this issue. I'd be like, oh, did Norwegian post these losses oh well they had this they had the 787 they had this it's almost like it's all in my head every single airline all the stuff that's happened is all in my head um i have written it out sometimes in documents like for key quotes but i just find like all the information is always stored in my head so when i apply it to something i'm like i always have these callbacks i'm like oh i remember two months ago i made this video and this happened let me let me briefly mention this it's some good backstory to this the overall video that will help help viewers understand the situation a little bit better it'll give a bit more depth to the video rather than just talking about this one thing anyway that's just a, a skill i've learned which i feel like is quite useful and, and is very very handy but that doesn't mean i haven't been lazy this week so yeah that's got to change so yeah no video today but uh the script writing is already being done for sunday's video which hopefully will be a good one it's another aviation news recap so i hope people do enjoy that Anyway, we have 28 people, 29 people listening. I'm very sorry to those that have just joined that I am finishing up now. I have to go and get vaccinated for coronavirus now. I think that's a pretty valid excuse. Um, I will let everyone know how that goes. Uh, hopefully, I don't have any side effects. Um, not that I'm really worried uh, in that sense. I've, I've dealt with my vaccinations, flu shot every single year, being vaccinated in school for hepatitis and all this, all this utter crap. Um, 
Well, not utter crap. It is valid, but when I say that, I mean like I've had so many injections. I'm not afraid of needles. Um, but yeah, so I am going to finish this up and say thank you very much to everyone that's joining, uh, that has joined and that listens to this. Um, it's a little niche podcast and we have like a, a core group of audience that listens. I think it's about like maybe 2,000 people that listen to each podcast across all the platforms. So it's not 100,000 people. It's not 200,000 people. But you know what? I don't really care. Because I really appreciate those 2,000 people that take the time out of their day to listen and ramble, me rambling and, and enjoy, I don't know, maybe they're working and they just throw it on and they're like, oh, yes, a 737 Max. I've got this, to this. I've got this thinking about. So, yeah, I appreciate it very, very much. I'll be back next weekend with a podcast. I've got no clue what it'll be about. Actually, I'm going to Manchester next week. How did I forget to mention that? I'm going to Manchester next week to film a bit more trains. Uh, basically I need B-roll for, uh, train videos on news. And of course that will eventually roll out. Um, that's one thing on the second channel before I finish. I haven't got that many train spotting videos out, but I hope you know, I have like 40 hours of content already recorded. So that's got to come out at some point. Probably when I go back to Australia, it will come out as uh, designated episodes. But anyway, let me not have this continue on front of the five hours and miss my vaccination appointment because that'd be pretty tragic. We've been going 41 minutes now. I thought this was only going to be like a 10 minute podcast. Um, so I hope you enjoyed it. Once again, if you're if you're listening to this and you haven't, I don't even understand the terminology, but I guess you could give the podcast a follow on wherever you're listening. Maybe that and you'd be like notified. <laughs> I have no idea. Maybe if you want to follow, you're more than welcome to. If not, that's more than okay. And if you just stumbled across this, I hope you enjoyed Please take care. Please continue to be safe to all the people that are undertaking their final exams or are now on summer break. Either good luck or hope you have fun and stay safe. Um, And yeah, like always, thank you very much. And I will see you next week for the podcast or if you're going to be on my channel, I'll see you tomorrow. Or in the Discord server, I will see you literally in five seconds. Anyway, take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning into another episode of the DJ's Aviation Podcast. If you haven't already, feel free to follow my socials, being that of YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram, all under the DJ's Aviation Branding. If you're interested in seeing my large collection of car, transport, aviation, and natural landscape photography, you can check me out on Flickr. Interested maybe in also joining a Discord community with thousands of members? You can do so with the vanity URL of discord.gg forward slash aviation. We'd certainly love to see you there. Until the next podcast, be safe and take care.